You are listening to the Radio Free Podcasting Network. Your weekly dose of pop culture. All the movies we've seen. All your favorite things. Star Wars. Twin Peaks. Game of Thrones. Kingdom Hearts. Beloved characters. Targeted to what's really important to you. Welcome back to John in 60 Seconds, the podcast where we celebrate the career of John Cusack one minute at a time. I'm one of your hosts, Patrick. And I'm your other host, Nathan. And today we are taking a look at minute eight of Say Anything. And it begins with Diane reacting to her first of two graduation presents saying, are you kidding that? And ends with. Jason saying, no, my brother, you have to go buy your own. Yes, you do. And we're going to come back to that in a bit. Because that is straight up flashback from my childhood. Oh, indeed. <laughs> so Diane points to the car. We are, uh, we, you had said something about standing around taking photos. Mm-hmm. And I had written the word awkward in my notes because, I mean, what, isn't every high school photo awkward? But this, yeah. is, this is the epitome of awkward high school photos. And Yeah, because you get... You get people you you didn't know that well or lost touch with, and all of a sudden they want to take a photo with you, and you don't want to say no. <laughs> sure. Like, you don't want that to be their, their last memory of you. It's like, we, we weren't friends. Why would, you know, so you, okay, sure. So going through my photos, and then, you know, then, like, your family sees you taking a picture with them, so they think you want a picture with them, too. And Right. All, and- all it ends up is 20 years later, you're going through your graduation pictures wondering why you took a photo with random people. Yeah, I've... <laughs> There's one picture that I remember. I don't know why I remember the picture. It's just because I don't have any idea who the dude is. Right. <laughs> um, so sixth grade trip. I was on a trip uh, to Washington, D.C. with uh, a certain fellow friend of ours named Jack. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Jack and I goofed uh, around a little bit on the trip and, you know, took goofy photos. And, you know, I had the uh, the little, what was it, like 110 film camera? Yes, you know, those the, were awesome. Those, those thin guys. And uh, took a bunch of photos in D.C. And I, I, I still have all of the, the prints that, that came back from that. And one of them, the kid, I swear the kid wasn't even in my class. Or I, I have no idea who the kid is, but I took a picture of him. I, yeah. Yeah. I got a lot of those. Yeah. And were it not for the outcome of this story, if Diane were to see that picture, she'd look at that and be like, who the hell is this guy? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Why is he looking at the camera and I'm not? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So Corey is not thrilled at all to be a part of this. No. But she snaps the photo anyway. Lloyd gets the hell out of there. But the look on his face is priceless. <laughs> Right, he's kind of like deer in headlights. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I would describe it as. It's beautiful. And then that's uh, that's the last we uh, we we see of the graduation scene. Um, we 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 cut to uh, Lloyd and, and Constance's place. But I don't know. Is there are any parting thoughts on the graduation scene? Because we're we've moved on from the graduating high school phase right now. Because we're about to enter the real world, Patrick. Mm-hmm. The real world right no i don't think i have any parting thoughts i think this is the this is probably the last scene in the movie that that reminded me of my own high school experience everything after that maybe the party but well i I never went to yeah i didn't go to a big party on i mean we went to a a party that night but it wasn't that kind of party 
like maybe uh, seven or eight of us got together, hung out, and then just drove around all night because we didn't want to go to grad night. Sure. You but, know, th- but I didn't go to, the there was no chicken. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. There, there was, yeah, the, the purple passion wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, gosh, to be honest with you, I can't remember for the life of me what I did the night of graduation. I certainly wasn't at Valer's. There was no key master at did any you, sort of party I was at. Do you did you go to your grad night? I did. Okay. Uh, reluctantly, and so, I had a blast. Uh, your grad night, if I remember correctly, because uh, two years prior, I delivered pizzas to your grad night. I remember this. But yours is on was on campus, correct? Yes. Or did it, they do the same thing that they did for? Uh... It was in the gym. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a hypnotist? We did. Uh, see, and our... I know more about your grad night than I do about mine. <laughs> <laughs> do you know about a certain fellow who was instructed to uh, insist that people not pee in the pool? I had to have at one point. Yeah, yeah, but uh, and I want to assume I know who we're talking about, but right, yes, um, yes, our, our 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 friend Chris, who mm-hmm. who you saw <laughs> yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, yes, he he was instructed. To be the like the lifeguard at a public pool, and he was to be really upset at a certain queue and tell people, "Hey, don't pee in the pool." And it was awesome watching him react because he was really insistent that that the pee not go in the pool. <laughs> I love it. Um, it was beautiful. I yeah. I my my mom was like, "You you are going to grad night," and I'm like, "Mom." I'm done with this place. I don't want to be here anymore. The whole point of graduation was so that I don't have to be on campus anymore. Why are you making me go to school on a Friday night? And she's like, you're going to have fun, you know, or else basically. And she, yeah, yeah, she, they paid for my ticket Mm -hmm. and they're like, you're going. And I had a complete blast. It Mm -hmm. was awesome. And I was really glad I went. Which is funny because, and I hope I didn't tell this story on episodes one through five, but so be it. Uh, my friends and I did not go to ours. <laughs> mm-hmm. A part part of the reason was in in the lead up to grad night, the school gave us three choices and let the students vote on where they wanted to go. And we were very clear we didn't want to go to Disneyland. I went to high school in the city of Anaheim. Mm-hmm. We went to Disneyland plenty of times. See now, if you ask me now, I'd be like, hell yeah, I'd go to Disneyland. But but back then, and we had nothing against Disneyland. We just thought. We wanted to do something different. We wanted to do something with just us because they said, if you do Disneyland for grad night, you're going to be in there with a bunch of other high schools. And we thought, well, that, you know, we, we want to all be together or not at all. So sure. as, as, as a senior class, we voted for this other option where they essentially rented us out some sort of club where I guess on like one side kids could dance and on the other side, there were pool tables and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and it was only going to be our school. So we thought that was a better choice. And at some point the parents got involved and reversed the decision and it was changed to Disneyland. So in protest, um, my closest friends and I just, just said, nah, one, one guy, our friend Chris, uh, hosted a graduation party at his house afterwards, but it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't, wasn't a Valerius party. It was like the parents were there as well. Mm -hmm. It was just the, the after, the after reception, I would call it a reception more than a party. And then, uh, we piled in a car and, Drove up to the top of a hill, and and uh, our uh, our friend Alex threw his textbooks off the edge of the mountain, <laughs> <laughs> and that was my grad night. But what you know, I think that if we had just gone to Disneyland like we were supposed to, like like you said, it would have been your experience. We would have had a really good time. Sure, but at least we still had a good time together. It's not like I just opted to do nothing and went home. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm good with the decision we made. Yeah, I think it, it still would have been fine, but I think it was more the principle at that point that like we picked something and our parents intervened. Right. I don't think my parents did. My parents didn't care where we went, but but some some parents were like, no, they have to go to Disneyland right. because then we don't have to worry about them. Yeah, I mean, because nothing bad could happen at Disneyland. <laughs> right. You know, you've had to listen to the man for four years in high school. Mm-hmm. And then what, for grad night, you have to listen to the man again in the form of the parents? Right. That's so. That's not. Yeah. Nah. And Or three years, depending and, on and your I'm, generation. And I'm thinking that none of our parents had anything to do with that, because then once we all said we're not going, none of them pushed back. They were just like, okay. <laughs> so it must have been somebody else's parents. Hmm. I don't think my my parents and my friends' parents were overly involved in like the decisions the school made. They just, you know, hey, you graduate. You, I mean, at that point, you're done with high school. <laughs> you really shouldn't have to go to grad night. Right. But yeah, that was my night. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, I think, where in this film, uh, Lloyd's life and my life kind of diverge. Sure. Is the right word? Where uh, from this point on, it didn't look like any anything that... Uh, Look, the next day after I graduated, I got in a car with you and we drove to Oregon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, I thought that was after my graduation. No, that was mine. That was after yours. Yeah. Okay. I uh, that I had that same job. So so a, a year prior to my own graduation, I had just started delivering pizzas, mm-hmm. and I delivered a ton of pizza to our friend. Chris, who you just mentioned, who mm-hmm. didn't want anyone to pee in the pool. Mm-hmm. It was his brother's graduation. Mm-hmm. And okay. I believe his brother's a year older than me. Sounds about right. So yeah, I delivered a bunch of pizzas to your high school's grad night mm-hmm. and got a kind of, you know, a glimpse of what grad night looked like. And I think maybe that's why a year later I was kind of like, I don't want to go to Disneyland. I want to have what they had. They had a hypnotist. I definitely saw the hypnotist mm-hmm. while I was there. Right. And I, I ran into Dave. And uh, so I knew what it was, you know, supposed to be so when our school changed it i was like not having it but um yeah after after i graduated i still had that same job of delivering pizzas and uh never got around to telling them that i needed a week off to take a road trip to oregon Mm. so actually i think you know if i graduated like on a friday i think we left on a sunday because i'm pretty sure that the saturday in between i was supposed to work and i called in sick and also said I won't be coming in today, but uh, I, I don't think I'll be coming back at all. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think I would ever quit a job that way again, but uh, I guess you kind of have to do that once, right? Sure. sure. So, yeah, I. they were really surprised. And I was like, well, I mean, I'm leaving tomorrow for a week. <laughs> and they're like, why didn't you ask for the time off? I'm like, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know how to do that <laughs> when I'm 18. That's... I think there was this part of me that knew... You're gonna go on this trip, and then you're gonna to go to college. Which I didn't go away to college; I went to community college down the street. But there was this part of me that was just kind of like, "Hey, you you worked two jobs all the way through your senior year. Maybe just enjoy your summer before school mm-hmm. and do nothing." <laughs> right. And I did nothing. I have no memories of that summer beyond the road trip. Yeah. I don't remember doing anything. Band practice. Oh, you know, band. Pra- you know what? It was like band that. practice, and I think we went to the beach and ate French fries in my car a lot because I remember standing French fries every time I had to wash my car. Yeah, I remember a lot of uh, Jack in the Box Jack in the tacos. Box. The Jack in the Box on the corner of PCH. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, a lot of. Yes. Yeah, we managed not to get food poisoning, mm-hmm. uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, lots of Jack in the Box tacos. 
That was in the era of Jack in the Box food poisoning. Yes, it was. Right. It definitely was. And so I have no real specific memories of what we did when we went to the beach, but I remember we went a lot that summer. I wonder if Jack in the Box is going to sue us. Nah. Okay. We don't, we don't have any money anyway, so come after yeah, us, Jack. Yeah. Hey, we said we didn't get sick. No, yeah. It was delicious. I remember that. It was delicious. I still eat there. I, I didn't have the tacos. Yeah. Because I was vegetarian by this point. Yeah. But I had a lot of curly fries. There were fries all over my car. I just, because, right. you know, eating fries while you're driving can be messy. Right. And, you know, we here at John in 60 Seconds, we are not about corporate plugs, but... W- we're going to be coming up on what apparently is one in a couple in less than a minute, less than a minute, less than a minute. So we cut to the house. We're, Mm. we're out of high school officially. Yeah. Valer's party doesn't count because he's 22 years old. Exactly. So that's, you know, that's, 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 so we got to the house and Lloyd lives with his sister as we, you know, as we find out. And, of course, Constance is played by the wonderful Joan mm-hmm, Cusack. Mm-hmm. Uh, a staple of most John Cusack films. Right. As I'm sure most listeners will already be well aware. Joan playing his sister and being his sister. Now that might be the only instance, they've, they've done a ton of movies together, but that's I think the only time I can think of that they actually played brother and sister. Can you think of another? Offhand... No. Okay. I think that might be the only one. Oh, what about High Fidelity? I hmm, I shouldn't say this on this of all podcasts, but I only saw High Fidelity once and oh. don't remember a whole lot about it. Um, hmm. Wikipedia, Joan Cusack. <laughs> pause, 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 pause. <laughs> edit, edit, edit. Or maybe not. So, in her filmography... Does she play? I'll just quickly look for anything that stands out. Right. Now, she was in 16 Candles. Right. And she played geek girl number one. Right. And he was one of the nerds. Right. Mm-hmm. So does an excellent job. Yeah. So there's no. I mean, we don't know for sure that they were related. <laughs> Say anything, Constance Dobler. Gross point blank. She was his secretary. Mm-hmm. High fidelity. It just says her name was Liz. Okay. No so last name given. Maybe I just inferred a brother sisterhood because of entirely possible. Though. Sure. But uh, War Incorporated, which was like a. She played a very similar character to, to Gross Point Blank because it was like a spiritual sequel to the film, gotcha. not an actual sequel. I never saw that. That might be... That's all of the ones... That's all of her films that stood out to me as being a film that John Cusack was in. Hmm. But I felt like there were more. So there may be some on this list that he's in that I just the name didn't pop out. But yeah, I think hmm. this is the only time she played his sister that I know of. Right. Which is kind of cool. But that's got to be fun. Yeah. If you get along. Like, if you have that kind of relationship, which I, I assume, based on the number of movies they've done together, that they do. Sure. So, I I love the just the, the screen chemistry between John and Joan. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's built in. It's natural. Uh, and that's, I mean, they obviously understand how magical that is. So, uh, 
uh, they milk it. I mean, I mean, milk is, has maybe a, a negative connotation, but uh, they they know exactly what gold they've got their hands on, and they use it. Um, so she comes in. She apparently does dental stuff because there's crowns and root canals to do, and blah blah blah, and which is what kept her from going to the. Right. commencement which you know we had mentioned in a previous episode it was lloyd really had no one there for him yeah that aside and, from his friends that and jason's sore throat which right. takes away his yeah strength <laughs> but yeah um and lloyd says yeah it's no problem i called mom and dad in germany it's like they were there and you know i i do have to apologize for a previous episode where i kind of gave away because there's no information earlier that lloyd's parents are mm. army parents it's just sort of um, hinted at as, as you had, I think it was around episode one or two that you had flashed forward to that also. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I, I'm anyway, um, yeah, I called mom and dad in Germany. It's like they were there. Um, Lloyd consoles his nephew and he's not a full, yeah, strength, poor little <laughs> man. So we, we first meet the, the volume line on the stereo mm-hmm. and um, yeah, we'll meet it at the end of the film, but again, don't get ahead of ourselves. And Constance chastises Lloyd for the lack of food in his food. <laughs> and he's carrying a Seven Eleven cup. Mm. And so, you know, corporate, maybe I mean, I, I, there's gotta have been a couple dollars exchange somewhere. Cause mm-hmm. he's sipping a seven 11, like big gulp at Corey's at the beginning of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, the matchbook that he shoves in the tape deck, seven 11 matchbook. Mm. Don't think I caught that. I caught it later. Uh, the scene after the party, when he sweeps the glass away outside of a seven 11, uh, there might be uh there might be a, another instance elsewhere that I hadn't caught, but, uh, yeah, Seven Eleven probably got a couple bucks or gave a couple bucks for that. So anyway, either way, there's no food in his food. And, uh, <laughs> I've, I've had plenty of lunch at Seven Eleven. There was one down the street from the last school I attended where, uh, yeah, you could, you could buy a decent size hot dog for a buck 99 or for $2, you could buy the hot dog plus big gulp combo. In other words, you get a drink for <laughs> a penny. penny. Like, sure. I think it's um, probably safe to say that there was no food in your food when you did that. Yeah. I'd, I'd say for, um, yeah, there was no food in my food for pretty much all of grad school, um, which was why I gained weight, but well, among other reasons, but that Lack of exercise and beer. That'll do it. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. That sounds like my grad school experience, too. Yeah. You want to hear a good piece of trivia? Sure. So, uh, young Jason. Oh, yeah? Is played by a gentleman by the name of Glenn Walker Harris Jr. Okay. Who was in a, uh, did a voice in an animated feature called Anastasia. Okay. I actually never saw that. He played the role of the young Dimitri, and Dimitri was voiced by John Cusack. Ooh. Mm -hmm. 
little 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 Jason trivia for you there. The things you learn <laughs> as you podcast. Yes, I actually just learned that right now. <laughs> right. No, I, <laughs> no I, I I saw you on your phone looking. I'm like, he's, uh, he's, he's got to be looking at something. Yeah, I yeah. was looking up Joan Cusack, and then I was like, what did Jason ever go on to do? And I'm like, hey, <laughs> right he played on. a young Joan Cusack. Right on. Well, um, we'll talk about Jason. Speaking of Jasons, we'll mm-hmm. talk about Jason Gould later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, for sure. We're not there yet. Uh, so the red line on the stereo, it's loud enough and the neighbors don't complain. And then we see that there's, it's a good thing there's not a red line on you, J-Man. Yeah! Love it. Indeed. And apparently uh, he's got his voice back at this point. <laughs> it's fun being an uncle, isn't it? Oh, it's the best. It's so much fun. You get to blow stuff up, and you don't have to take responsibility for it. And you get to make dry ice bombs in the backyard. Uh, my nephew actually makes his own fireworks. Really? Yeah. Uh, he's uh, John. That's, if you're listening, awesome. I'm sorry for not remembering exactly if you're 21 or 22 at this point. I think you're 21. But anyway, it just depends on when he listens to it. Yeah, he'll he'll <laughs> uh, he'll Amazon um, like all the chemicals, and he'll make his own fireworks and. He's he's batting about ninety percent as far as them working okay. Hmm. Hasn't blown himself up. I yet. was just gonna ask that. <laughs> Still got all his limbs. Yeah, all his digits. Yeah, um, and, and you're doing something right. Yeah, he's 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 an inventive guy. Always has been. So, yeah, it's fun. Um, yeah, unclehood it rules. Oh, it's the best. I spent an entire day in July throwing nieces and nephews into a pool mm-hmm. because they were demanding that I throw them into the pool. Yeah. And it's, it's hard not to get a minute ahead, but you know, sometimes, you know, are you an uncle or a playmate? And you know, it, why can't you be both? But, yeah. I was right. going to say that the Venn diagram. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of overlap, but, but, <laughs> but we'll save that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's no red line on J man and he, uh, he gives the, yeah. And then we get, you know, th- there are those handful of quotable, say anything lines mm. and, yeah, or dialogues. And the question is, Hey, my brother, can I borrow a copy of your Hey Soul classics? No, my brother, you have to go buy your own. That is right. So, um, I, I don't know if I even need to comment on that, but, <laughs> uh, and this might be the first of, of the minute cutoffs where we don't exactly hit the, minute cutoff because to get through that line we have to get to like 801 that's okay we're gonna make an exception yeah sometimes you gotta bend the rules especially for hazel classics yeah i mean you know one rule is no my brother you have to go buy your own that's a rule you can't bend absolutely right this is one of those lines though as much as this movie holds up which it absolutely holds up i think anyone watching it that's that's you know maybe about half our age would have no clue (laughs) what this is from (laughs) And if they were to Google it, <laughs> they would discover something that, that uh, you know, I don't, I don't think is, uh, I, don't, I don't, maybe they still have these types of commercials, but not, not like it was when, when we were young. No. Every commercial was a commercial for some kind of record collection. Right. Of, of, uh, they would show you 99% of the songs and then say many more. At the end. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, uh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, every commercial break of every show I ever watched at the babysitter's house growing up. Sure. Was 
Uh, it seemed like Nickelodeon was full of them. Do they have it too? Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, like, and, and I mean, MTV, of course. Well, but, I just remember being really young, probably, probably uh, J-Man's age. Right. And the, you know, I went to one of those, those babysitters that would like, you know, after school have like everyone's kids, like 10, 12 kids. Mm-hmm. And they would just put on soap operas <laughs> and sit mm-hmm. us down in front of soap operas. And we had no idea what was going on. So I think the commercials were probably the best part. <laughs> and most of the commercials were advertisements <sighs> advertisements for uh, record collections like this i don't remember most of the names except for hey love which is what this one refers to mm-hmm. and of course freedom rock hey man is that freedom rock <laughs> <laughs> turn it up man <laughs> Still one of the greatest commercials of all time. Right. Oh, uh, kids in the audience, if you don't know what we're talking about, just YouTube Freedom yeah. Rock commercial. Google and, this stuff. And, it's yeah, amazing. Uh, Hours of entertainment. Yeah. And then watch that 300 times. Oh, and, but and, and the commercials were so... Those ones were always so long. Like, yeah. I'm looking at this. We pulled up the Hey Love commercial, which has the You Must Go Buy Your Own. It's a two-minute commercial. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think that's probably why I remember them so well is... It probably took up the entire commercial break. Right. You maybe got like one tied commercial for 30 seconds before. And right. And yeah, unlike the DVRs of today, you can't just you skip. zip through it. Yeah, nope. you have to sit through it. Yeah. Nope. Although they were long enough that if you had to use the bathroom, you, you, oh, you, you, you can you, get there. Yeah, when, when, when Freedom Rock came on, you knew you had to. Still time. be going. And you'd, yeah, you, you might not have got to the Skinner track yet or whatever. But Yeah, we really should try and track down a copy of Freedom Rock. <laughs> oh yeah, I looked. Uh, I, I think on eBay it's going to run you about fifty bucks. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's not. That's actually not not as high as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't look too. Hard. I don't. I think it's more than it's worth. Right. But it's less than I thought it had to pay. That might have been sealed or something. Who mm, knows? Okay. But I don't know. I just. I need to get my hands on it so I could turn it up. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Plus, you know, I I know you can you can download and stream all this music today, but you know what? As the commercial told you, you really just need to go buy your own. That's right. So um, this is one of those transitions where it's not it. We're really not even between scenes. We we have a couple minutes in the same scene, the same set. So it might be about time to start minute nine. Mm. Sounds good I, to me. I. Because I'm itching to talk about Minute 9. Yeah. And, and plus, we've been on Minute 8 for almost a half an hour. <laughs> Actually, I should probably cut that because it might not be a half an hour by the time I'm done editing. But, <laughs> nah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. We've been on a Minute 8 for a while. For quite a while, yeah. Sure. But it's a good minute. It's a good minute. It's a good minute. It's a good minute. Hey, my brother, can I buy a copy of your Hey Soul classics? No, my brother, you have to go buy your own. Hey, y'all, I got a great new album in the mail today. Close your eyes. Onyx Communications and Hey Love Productions proudly present Hey Love, the classic sounds of sexy soul. The moments. Stylistics, the incomparable Delphonics, and much, much more. You 
get 40 of the greatest soul ballads ever recorded. Not sold in any store, this exclusive TV offer is available only here, only now. Write this toll-free number down and call now to order this timeless soul treasure taken from original masters. The Shy Lights. Barbara Mason. The immortal Linda Jones. And 20 more unforgettable soul classics. Remember, this limited offer is not available in any store. Operators are standing by. Order now before the sounds of sexy soul get away. This is a fantastic album, man. Let me borrow it. No, my brother. You've got to buy your own. To order your copy of this classic collection, have your credit card ready and call 1-800-327-8300. That's 1-800-327-8300. Or rush $19.98 plus $4 shipping and handling to K-Love, CS Box 3160, Department X, Melville, New York. Operators are standing by. Call 1-800-327-8300. Satisfaction guaranteed. Order now.